This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, welcome back to Season 4 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Sam. How's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam? It's going all right. Didn't do much for the new year, but it was a crazy day at work today. Uh, I work at a local YMCA here in town, and those New Year's resolutions, man, everybody's like, hey, you guys were closed yesterday, so we're going to all show up today. That's how it works. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, I got I, I didn't work like a long shift, but I got here in the afternoon and immediately hit the ground like full, going 100 miles an hour. It felt like um, for the first like two three hours, and then and then things quieted down. But yeah, it was just kind of a kind of a crazy day. Tons of phone calls, tons of people signing up or canceling, and just a lot going on. And glad to be glad to be home and able to relax for the night <laughs> i can imagine yeah working at some place like that right at new year's uh you know the the crowds would just dis- i hate to say it but the crowds would dissipate by valentine's day they yeah just will. that's kind of that's what i've heard yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh as a person who's basically lived in the gym uh his entire adult life it's you know january in the beginning of february you just live through it you know by the time valentine's day comes you'll get your your equipment back truthfully wish we didn't get as much of it back. It would be nice to see people actually stick it out. Uh, and you do notice, for those of you who don't think uh, uh, people notice, those of you who stick around in the gym and you're there in March, April, May, June, we notice you. We might not talk because we're, I, I mean, I don't. I'm a, I, I'm to myself person at the gym. That's one of the only places I don't like to talk. You like seeing people get the progress because, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to progress and, you know, you know, get yourself back into shape or maintain, you know, fitness or whatever it is. And and I've been in and out of the gym my entire adult life too. You should, well, just because of injury, no other reason. It's uh, just injuries. So getting back into it's always tough. So anyone going through that battle right now, just stick it out. It's tough. It sucks. Uh, I promise you, if you get through the first couple weeks at least, pain will subside and uh, you'll start to see results in the coming months. I mean, for me, I've been out of the gym now. I thought we were leaving Denmark this summer. So I ended my gym membership in June. Well, it's, it's January. And uh, yeah, June, June and July, we were just kind of busy with stuff. And then August, we were moving. And then I, you listeners heard it all here. So if, if you don't know how it all went, listen to the last six months of podcasts. But you know, I, uh, it's it's been a crazy summer. And uh now that we're kind of finally settling in, uh, which has really just been truthfully in the last day or two, that inkling to to get back into the gym so that I can feel like I can comfortably hike, or at least I know I can't outrun a bear, but at least put up a good fight. Um, <laughs> you know, get back onto the ice. I got someone here in my my building I live at here, and, and that's already inviting me out to hockey. So 
that's awesome. I, uh, I'm just going to die on the ice if I go out there anytime soon. So, <laughs> but I'm ready to get back to the gym. So people out there that aren't used to being out at the gym, don't give it up. Uh, you know, use up that gym membership, get in there. You're going to feel a hell of a lot better come the summer. And uh, whether you're looking to lose weight or gain weight or build muscle, um, I was always the skinny guy trying to build muscle. So now I'm the older guy that just wants to get rid of the belly. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, thankfully, I feel like I've lost weight even since leaving Denmark. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I was going to say I'm sure that you got a good workout in when you were lifting all your boxes or whatever in uh, uh, in Utah. <laughs> yeah, it's between lifting and the boxes in Denmark and then weeks later lifting them in Utah and then lifting them all in here. I've definitely been working out. Um, yeah. In fact, thankfully I got, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm still, I still got, I still got it a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, the new year, man. So you said you didn't have any big plans. You didn't do anything. No, uh, I'm kind of a square, you know, uh, but uh, I just, I worked, let's see, well, I didn't work New Year's Eve. I worked the day before New Year's Eve. Um, so Sunday was kind of just my, like, rest day. And then I didn't really come up with anything to do. So I was just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's, I've had plenty of New Year's like that, plenty. Uh, I've had some really good ones, and I've had some really bad ones. I mean, I've worked New Year's. That's you know, over the, oh, that sucks, man. It sucks. But yeah, I tell you, uh, being here on the island, getting to watch a little bit more of these hockey games from the VIJHL, it's been great. I know that I did watch the uh, backtracking out of the VIJHL before we go into it. The NCDC had a had a single game on New Year's Day, or not New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve between the uh, Utah Outliers and the Pueblo Bulls. That was a really good game. I've been enjoying a lot of the hockey lately. The NCDC uh, games have been incredible. Uh, but again, scooching right back here to where I'm at on the island, the VIJHL. These games have been great. Uh, they haven't played since before Christmas. Uh, so I've had this list prepped and ready to go. I know it's pretty late here and you just got off of work. So I kind of forgot that I prepped the list like a week ago. <laughs> you know, after our... <laughs> Uh, we had him prep for that last episode where he did the USPHL standout players in the month for December. And I had VIJHL one lined right up if me and you had the time, but we didn't. And it's been prepped and ready to go. And I think I just prepped the NCDC one on New Year's Day uh, with the game wrapping up on uh, the 31st. So uh, list, listeners, be ready to hear out for that one here in the coming week. But uh, this one's all about the VIJHL. It's been a great month of hockey, and, and we're going to break into it. Sounds great. Uh, so we're going to start at the blue line. Who are the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast's VIJHL Defenders of the Month for December? Well, the Defenders of the Month are, and I'm going to break here real quick, because, you know, we, we've been listening, and, and Sam, me and you discussed it, and uh, we're, we're going to a top 10. We are going to a top 10 this month with the VIJHL. Because having 11 teams, and we're covering the, the 12 teams down in the USPHL after dark, uh, we figured the 10, 10 players just make sense. There's so many teams up here. There's so many uh, skilled players that, I mean, I've been tracking, as you, I think, disturbingly saw my list last week. Uh, I saw part of, of it. How many players? What's that? I saw part of it for sure. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's a pretty long list. So to break it down to just five each month, uh, we've been doing it has been hard, but I decided why not just go to a 10. I think we had the five because I was going to be combining a bunch of leagues and, and ward episodes in one. And since we've kind of given the VIJHL its own um, and just makes sense now. So we are going to do a top 10. So you're going to hear a couple players in here that may or may not have been mentioned in previous episodes, but have cracked the top 10 before. Uh, so, you know, they'll be, they'll be mentioned here when uh, they may have not been named before, but they were noted before. So anyway, their points count towards the total year end for our, uh, I guess our pigeon hockey podcast, VIJHL players of the year awards, but let's uh, break into it here at number 10. It's going to be from the Sonnets predators, the 06 out of Victoria, BC, Max Lavoy. Uh, in eight games played, he had three helpers. Just, again, just I think he's been mentioned, if not most of these episodes so far. Uh, he's He's been on here quite frequently, so he's, he's definitely a standout there defender. At number nine, it's going to be Tanner Trustwell, the 03 out of Calgary, Alberta, from the Nanaimo Buccaneers. In six games played, he had one goal and one assist. At number eight, it's going to be Tyne and Klein Beekman, the 03 out of Port Alice, British Columbia, from the Comox Valley Glacier Kings. In seven games played, he had three goals and six assists. At number seven, Caden Copeland from the West Shore Wolves, the 04 out of Victoria, BC. In eight games played, had three helpers. At number six, Jacob Bernardo, the 06 from the Sonnets Predators out of Victoria, BC. In eight games played, had one goal and three assists. And most importantly, zero penalty minutes you keep yourself on the box you keep yourself on the ice you can stop the forwards from breaking in your zone at number five it's going to be Learvoit, the uh, 05 out of pittsburgh pennsylvania from the lake coach on crack and in six games played he had two helpers in fact he's one of those players that made our top 10 before but you know we're only doing top fives so i don't think he's been mentioned before so we wanted to mention that he has been noted before at least in our scoring but uh, this is the first time he's going to be mentioned here and he made number five at number four, it's going to be Eli Underhill, the 05 from the Camberver Storm out of Chicago, Illinois. In eight games played, he had one goal and one assist. And again, another player that had zero penalty minutes. Keep yourself out of the box. We're going to notice. At number three, it's going to be Mattson Waring, uh, the 07 out of North Vancouver, BC from the Cary Park Islanders. In five games played, he had one goal and one assist. And again, one of those players that had made our top 10, but we only needed a top five. At number two, Brady Van Herk, the 03 out of Port Alberni, British Columbia, from the Oceanside Generals, who had eight games played, had one goal and six assists. All right, Kristen, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast VIJHL Defender of the Month for December? Our Defender of the Month uh, has made our top 10 again previously. I don't think he's been mentioned on this episode before uh, because we only did top fives, but that's going to be. The 06 out of Surrey, British Columbia, from the Carrier Park Islanders, Nathan De Silva. In seven games played, he had one goal and three assists, but most importantly, protected the back end, which is what a defender is supposed to do in the first place. Uh, I was actually kind of shocked when I looked through my scoring. I don't believe he's ever been mentioned on the podcast, but I'm so used to his name at this point. He must have been like sixth. I have to look back. I mean, he's made the list, so he's he's been on the list, I think, once or twice before at least once uh because i just mentioned it but yeah i'm, I'm kind of shocked he's never cracked our top five yet so uh congratulations nathan de silva uh but sam do you want to talk about our top 10 forwards for the vijhl in the month of december absolutely we're going to start at number 10 from the victoria cougars the 03 out of anmore british columbia 
It's going to be Isaac Phillips put up seven points, one goal, six assists, and six games played. Had made a previous top ten before. Once again, we only did the top five. At number nine from the same team, the Victoria Cougars, the 06 from Victoria, British Columbia, Nick Scott put up three assists in five games played. At number eight from the Sonnets Predators, the 03 also from Victoria, British Columbia, Gates Berry put up eight points, two goals, six assists in eight games played. From the West Shore Wolves, at number seven, the 03 from Victoria, British Columbia, Kobe Knowles put up eight points, five goals, three assists in eight games played. Made the top 10 previous before, but we only did a top five. At number six, from the Campbell River Storm, the 05 from Calgary, Alberta, Caden Amond put up 14 points, nine goals, five assists, and eight games played. At number five, from the Oceanside Generals, the 05 from Rimbley, Alberta, Tyler Giori put up 10 points, two goals, eight assists, and seven games played. At number four, from the Campbell River Storm, the 04 from Perth, Australia. Riley Langill, I'm going to go with, put up 12 points, three goals, nine assists in eight games played. Had made a previous top 10 before. From the Campbell River Storm at number three, the 03 from Tabor, Alberta. Carter DeBoer put up 14 points, five goals, nine assists, seven games played. Had also made a previous top 10 before. At number two, from the Lake Cowichan Kraken, the 2004 from Ilderton, Ontario. Ryan Cooper put up 14 points, including five goals, nine assists in seven games played. And last but not least, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast Forward of the Month for the VIJHL, Chris? Oh, that's going to be Ryan's uh, teammate there. The 03 from Powell River, British Columbia, Gavin Mastrodonato. Seven games played, he put up four goals and eight assists. And again, importantly, zero penalty minutes. I can't emphasize enough the importance of uh, keeping yourself out of the box. I know some of these are, you know, sometimes ill-avoidable. You get a, a kind of a BS call sometimes. It is critical when we're doing all of our rankings and everything from watching the games to looking at statistics, uh, identifying penalty minutes, uh, amongst other things, uh, that penalty minutes do play a big part. Not the whole part. They're just a piece. But they do play a big part in determining um, – our top players in the month, because I would say a lot of times the penalties were just dumb. If it's routinely getting penalized, the common denominator, generally speaking, is the player. It's like, uh, you know, keeping yourself out of the box is important. I, as a goalie, had a problem not getting penalties called on me. So <laughs> I put my team in precarious situations. I didn't have to sit in a box ever, but I had been escorted out of multiple games. So, uh, yeah, so it's, don't be it's like Chris your... is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be like Chris. No, it's, uh, <laughs> you, you want to stay out of the box for sure. But uh, let's take a moment to recognize the sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with the DraftKings Sportsbook. There's a lot of great action uh, this week, including my Buffalo Sabres visiting the Montreal Canadiens, Chicago, New York, Pittsburgh at Boston, Columbus at Philadelphia. So download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resorts. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. But uh, Sam... We're going to talk about the most important position in all of sports, in all of history, and that's going to be the goalies. Or I guess let's wrap up this podcast with our top 10 goalies of the month out of the VIJHL. All right. For the month of December, top 10 VIJHL goalies. It's such a hard league to say for the record, but I don't I don't blame the league. It's I easier guess. just to go Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League. Exactly. <laughs> just say the whole thing, I guess, is the way the to shorten it. <laughs> the vigil. The vigil goalies of the month. Uh, starting at number 10 from the Peninsula Panthers, the 05. From Campbell River, British Columbia, Tanner Farrell. Yeah, Tanner Farrell this month uh, stopped 72 of 79 shots, faced for a 9-1-1 save percentage in three games, played with a 1-1-0-1-1 record. Well done, Tanner. Nice job there. At number nine from the Campbell River Storm, the 05 from Calgary, Alberta, Ben Lorette. Yeah, Ben Lorette stopping 77 of 84 for a 9-1-7 in three games, played in a perfect 3-0 record. Hard to go wrong with that. At number yeah. eight from the West Shore Wolves, the 05 from Victoria, British Columbia, Graham Brown. Yeah, Graham Brown stopping 74 of 79 for a 937 in three games played, including a shout out and again another 3 0 record. Excellent. From the Kamox Valley Glacier Kings at number seven, the 03 from just down the road from where I grew up, San Jose, California, Ryan Knight. Ryan Knight has that sick shark helmet. I don't know if he still has it. I don't know if he's, he's he's the only goalie at this point that I've actually watched live out of this group because he used to play for the Ogden Mustangs. Uh, oh, he wow. stopped 100. Yeah, yeah, he was he was called into the Ogden Mustangs in uh, whew, let's see, that was a COVID season. So I think Ryan played for us down there. I think whatever year that was, the O one O two C, not O one. My God. The, the 2000, <laughs> the 2021, I think. Light season, error. Right? He was not alive in 2001. Sorry, I, yeah, I, I didn't talk over you there. <laughs> yeah, he, he was at there at the same time with Domagash Troja um, uh, was in that there. Uh, so it, it's been a couple years since Ryan Knight played there in Ogden. And I think he was called over from the San Jose Junior Sharks. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he's been incredible since he joined the VIJHL uh, late, I think, in November. Or at least I think he started getting starts in late November. Uh, but uh, yeah, this month he stopped 105, 109 shots for a 963 in three games played with one shutout and another 3 0 record. Excellent. At number six from the Comox Valley Glacier Kings as well, the 05 from Comox, British Columbia, Ryder Lally. Yeah, Ryder Lally stopped 109 of 121 shots faced for a 901 in four games played with a 1 1 1 record. Excellent as well. At number five from the Oceanside Generals, the 05 from Littleton, Colorado, Hunter Ferrer. Yeah, Hunter Ferrer. Uh, I don't know what Littleton, Colorado is doing, but they produce a lot of goalies, man. <laughs> a lot of goalies. Lucky State sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know if, if I'm not incorrect, obviously Bryson Stern is from Littleton, Colorado. You've got the, oh boy, there with Duquesne. 
Duquesne Dukes. He's gonna. I'm gonna leave this in here because I'm forgetting everybody's name right now. This sounds so familiar because I feel like we were just talking about him. Like Ethan Blackbird. God. Yes. I could see his face. I could see. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, no. Ethan Blackburn's from Littleton. I think there's even. Um, I think the Pueblo Bulls right now got uh, uh, Mitchell. I think is also from Littleton, Colorado. I could be wrong. There maybe it's Colorado Springs, but uh, I don't know. Littleton just it just seems like it's a. They're producing a lot of goalies. They're gonna have to see what what's in the water there. But yeah, in this month he had 136 uh, stops on 151 attempts for a 901 and five games played with a two one and one record. Excellent month from him. At number four from the Peninsula Panthers, the 05 out of Medicine Hat, Alberta, Silas Curry. Yes, I also have been mentioned. I think every episode we've done on VHIHL this uh, year so far, uh, he stopped 160 of 177 shots, faced for a 904 in four games, played with a one and three record. Alrighty, to the top three we go from the Lake Cowichan. I keep getting that team that team name wrong. How do you say it again? <laughs> I think it's Lake Cowichan. Uh, Cowichan. Now Steve said Cowich. I don't forget what Steve said, but. I'm pretty comfortable no saying it's no Lake Cowichan. <laughs> no one does. Yeah, honestly, I think Steve mentioned too. He's like, I think he messaged a whole group uh, right after Christmas and was like, "Boys, we got it. I got to get back on the podcast." And it's like, just it's all timing, Steve. You don't have to work twenty four seven, man. You know, you don't. <laughs> you, know, right. you know, having kids and a full time job's got to be hard. But you know. uh, to the top three we go from the Lake Cowichan Kraken, the O five out of Salmon Arm, British Columbia, Kellen Mooney. Yeah, Kellen Mooney stopping 187 to 206 shots faced this month for a 908 and seven games played with a 3 3 0 and 1 record. It's a lot of ice time for that. Yeah, he that has. At right number Actually, two. Actually, I will oh. say, I, I caught one of his, uh, like, I, I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah, I was watching the game. Uh, oh, man, I want to say it was right before Christmas. Kellen Mooney was playing, oh, I don't know who Lake Kochan was playing anymore at this point uh, every day just meshes together but yeah i was really impressed with his performance just to say that i mean he, he did finish third this month on the list uh getting really impressed i want to say it was lake Cochon and oh i want to say campbell river it had to be against campbell river so anyway i think they were visiting campbell river but enough sorry on to number two <laughs> that's okay any any amount of time that you get to watch these games is is good enough for me <laughs> i get to watch a lot more now that i've settled in like i've been Basically, piecemealing um, the the USPHL after dark, the NCDC and the VIJHL together with uh, the games I am able to catch, uh, along with again stats and, and other available information. Because again, it's it's part of a three, I guess three piece scoring system. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's going to be a little bit nicer to get a lot more. Um, also, football season's ending, so <laughs> going to get a lot more hockey time in here. So, uh, but I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm already rewatching old games uh, from this just the month of December, just just to enjoy them. So, uh, it's been a good time. Excellent. At number two from the Cary Park Islanders, the 04 out of Mitchell, Manitoba, Ethan Penner. Yeah, Ethan Penner stopped 180 of 198 shots faced this month for a 909 in five games played with a 2-2-0-1 record. So, again, just another great month by Ethan Penner. And last but certainly not least, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey VIJHL Goalie of the Month for December, Chris? Well, that's going to be uh, Dryden DeMello. 
The 04 from the West Shore Wolves out of Victoria, British Columbia, stopping 171 of 185 shots faced for a 9-2-4 and five games played with a 3-2-0 record. I mean, he's just, since he's kind of rejoined uh, the West Shore Wolves uh, recently, he's just just been picking up where he left off last year. He's definitely one of the goalies I recognized uh, from from watching the league last year. I think I got a bunch of clips of him making just some stupid saves. I don't think – was he with West Shore? For writers, my brain saying he wasn't even with West Shore. Now I got to look it up on Elite Prospects. My brain screaming was like – and forgive me if I'm wrong. I want to say it was Sonic, but now I got to look. Dryden. <laughs> this is, this is uh, I guess – Really uh, interesting commentary, isn't it? Listening to me type in Elite Prospects. Let's see where he played last year. Ah! Hell yeah, I'm good. Sorry, he was playing with Sonic last year. I don't don't remember him being with the West Shore Wolves last year. I'm like, I remember him in a Predators jersey because that jersey is sick. So, yeah, I feel good about that now. I'm not crazy. Okay, once again, you're reminding me that we need to do a VIJHL uniforms. Yes. Thing. Yes, uh, we're Absolutely. gonna have to do this. Wanna... Oh, you know, we also we got to do because I do want to give this massive shout out because it was so exciting um, to watch the first ever uh, PWHL game uh, yesterday, January first. Uh, for me, here it was like nine thirty in the morning. I think the game was, um, but uh, that was a big moment. Um, I'm, I was a huge fan of the PHF. Uh, I have my NWHL jersey. Finally, have all my jerseys back. I have my uh, uh, McLaughlin jersey when she was uh, with the Buffalo Buttes uh, behind me. I sold off my other Buffalo Buttes jersey before I left. Um, that went for a lot more than I thought it would. Um, but that also goes to show the interest in women's hockey and the, the importance of um, getting this league uh, going and paying these athletes uh, living wages so they can just focus on being the best player that they can be. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. It it was a great game. Uh, I really, I mean, I was really hoping Toronto would score. I was because, uh, New York shut them out for nothing. Uh, but I think that the home fans would have been great in the first ever, ever game in history, uh, to have the home team score. Cause I think that the crowd was just, ready for it but don't worry toronto it'll come uh so i just think it was overall a great game great atmosphere i I thought the broadcast was great i'm really excited and we're going to do an episode on it hopefully later this month as we're talking about jerseys and that's what got me thinking on it we're going to do an episode where whoever agrees to jump on that episode we're going to try to come up with our own versions of what the team names will be uh, for the following season, because if you don't know the PWHL, because they wanted to get it off the ground so quickly, basically just decided instead of rushing names out there forever, that they were going to take their time and just get the fans excited about the league this year and then worry about branding and get the fans involved, which I think is incredible to do. I think it's really important for the fans to feel like they can take part in naming the team. That's uh, so we're going to come up with the six team names, I think. We, we're all going to do our own little, I guess, it'd be great if we could come up with logos and stuff, too. That would be the shit. But uh, you know, a lot from, from our creative team that we've got here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have that skill set, but I think it would be. You. You're the one who created all of our logos for the Fantasy League. <laughs> I had a lot talking? of help from 
Yeah, I had a help. Oh, they don't sponsor me here, so I won't name from who. But I had a lot of help from a company that provide. But there's a lot of really cool logos out there. And yeah, I mean, you basically, of course, I did your laser sharks was all me. That was beautiful. That um, was <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah, that was uh, the laser sharks logo was probably my pride and joy of all of them. Because I'm like, that's like so the, weird. The I can make it. And the wolves, all of those are very good, too. Yeah, no, they all came out real good. I mean, all of those little tweaks inside, like the Ice Wolves one, where um, I think we put the mount inside the skull. Um, I like my hangry pandas. Uh, you know, just it's not often you could see an angry panda. So I'm like, why not just make it hangry? Because that's pretty much how I act when I'm hungry. The Poutine Posse, that one was also another really cool logo to create. If I don't think anyone really sees the detail inside that one where I got the fries hidden inside of it. And then I think it asked, do you want fries with that in there? And I think that came out really well. The Fighting Beavers was pretty cool. And then, uh, oh, the Mallard Menace. Yeah, that was pretty sick too. The Mallard Menace one was picked up by by Justin because uh, uh, I thought the logo was pretty cool. No one was picking it up. And he was like, hell yeah, I'll take that logo. So I'm like, sick. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to talk about the Fantasy League here in the coming month as well. But uh, but yeah, it was really cool to see the PWHL. I think it'd be great for us to do an episode uh, in the coming weeks that we can basically just talk about the first bunch of games because also I didn't get to see the Ottawa game today because I was out. Uh, but apparently it was the largest uh, attended women's hockey game in Canadian in history. history. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that on on social media somewhere. Yeah, Montreal and Ottawa. Don't tell me anything. I want to see if, I, if there's a way I can watch it. Um, I'm I'm excited to uh, see what the results were. I was going to um, say the not... That's all I I can remember from the game. Yeah, all that I saw too it was like over eight thousand people. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, it's only it's only good things to see this league continue to grow and give uh, give girls uh, kind of be able to see a future in in sport, specifically hockey. Uh, so. I think it's really important that this league continues to grow and it continues to gain attention and continues to drive media and, and all these things in the right direction. Uh, not only for, uh, for women's hockey, but women's sports in general, you know, I'll, I'll have to, I'm the first one to say I'll watch women's soccer any day of the week, but I will not watch men's. I will not <laughs> watch men's soccer. I tried. And if anyone again, heard the podcast from when I watched the boys of FIFA world cup last year, and, uh, you know, when in Denmark, I supported Denmark and nobody scored in that game. And then we had a Polish friend with us and the Polish game was right afterwards. So we watched Poland also play a scoreless game. So I watched six, seven hours, eight hours of football and didn't see one goal, uh, which is why I don't watch football. That is a lot. <laughs> that's, that's, a lot of not, that's a lot of not scoring time. Um, it really is. And honestly, for any listeners that are still listening, you know, by all means, tune in because I think Sam and I might want to talk a little bit of uh, NFL football here uh, to wrap up this episode. Dude, what a crazy week. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get into the Lions Cowboys. Not going it. No, no, don't not do it. it. Um, but I mean, I've never listen. I've been a Niners fan since I was pretty young and. I've never been this excited in two out of the last three weeks to be so happy that the Cardinals and the Seahawks both won. <laughs> like them beating the Eagles, just I was more excited for that than the Niners winning. Let's just put it that way. Like uh, it felt so good to just know that next week doesn't matter. The Niners can rest their players, get healthy, and just we'll play whoever we have to play in the second week of the playoffs and whatnot. But I'm just excited to see 
what sort of things? Because the AFC, it feels like it's just completely up for grabs. Um, oh, you know how it is up for grabs? It's so up for grabs that the Buffalo Bills can either finish second overall or miss the playoffs. That's wild. That's, that's crazy. That that would never happen in hockey, right? Like that's no. <laughs> that's, that's you could you you're gonna finish second overall in the AFS or in the AFS. Oh, oh, Air Force days in the AFC, or you're going to miss the play. Like there's a there's a there's a large gap there between finishing second overall and missing the playoffs, and it's all determined by a game against the Dolphins, the the important game of the week. <laughs> oh, did we get the Sunday spotlight? You did, yes, yes. I, not yes. surprised. NFL Red Zone was screaming that one nonstop. Like it's going to be, and I'm like, yeah, that's the game everyone's going to want to see because that's for the division championship. And also, depending how the rest of the games go before that, the Bills could miss the playoffs if they lose that game. So it's, uh, <laughs> and I don't. I think I want to say I think we can beat them. I think we're the better team. But I've also been a Bills fan my entire life. That doesn't mean we're going to beat them. Um, you know, it was really terrible to see Chubb, though, uh, get carted off the field right at the end of the Dolphins game because he's so important to their defense. I mean, good for us as Bills fans, but I just like sport. So yeah. that's a really big loss in a game that at that point didn't need it, mean anything because, I mean, they just got slaughtered by Baltimore. And uh, anything come out because the it was not a good noise to hear at the end of that Sugar Bowl yesterday with the Washington quarterback. Um basically oh, riding in pain at the end of the field. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure unless I'm crazy that he was – I think it was the Washington quarterback, uh, maybe someone else that was riding Well, was it the running back that got hurt? Was it the running back? I saw him getting carted off at the end of the game. That's a big loss before you're going into uh, the national championship against the uh, New England Patriots of college football. So, um, <laughs> And I don't mean because Michigan's that good. I just because they cheated. So, um, I had a feeling. I had a feeling you were referencing sign stealing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they should be there. I'm sorry. I, it's, it's nothing against those players on the team. I mean, that sucks, but the team should be punished for it. But you know what? When you let the New England Patriots get away with it, everyone's capable. So, or the um, Astros, you know. Or yeah, I guess the, they just take a the page out of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> yeah, Dale Earnhardt said it best, right? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Is he the one who originally said that? I honestly, I don't not. know if he took it from someone else, but I know that's my reference point to it. Um, that's, no, that's not from Ricky Bobby, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That was I think Ricky Bobby was well after Dale Earnhardt passed away. Was it when? When, when did that movie drop? When did Tell oh. Good Nights drop? Early two thousand. Right? I don't if think you I've ain't cheating. I'm gonna look it up. I'm also looking it up. <laughs> cheating. You ain't trying. Maybe it was an older. Wait, Richard Petty? Oh, so Richard Petty started said it? He might have. Number 43. See, I used to watch NASCAR as a, as a kid. I See, who's Eddie got Guerrero? Away from I don't know who that is. <laughs> who? Eddie Guerrero? I don't know who that That's is. That's also, I don't know. I'm just, Google's not exactly the most helpful, let's say, original quote. Uh, you miss 100%, shots, 100% of the shots you don't take, Michael Scott. Nope, that's from Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but if you if you know I the know, office, I, you know, I, know, he, I, I think know. he says Michael Scott, but I, then he puts Wayne Gretzky underneath. I've I've seen I've seen the meme. I just I I had to I had to act that way, I guess. But it might be from Richard Petty. 
possibly. Yeah. I just remember I swore Dale Earnhardt said it, but obviously he would have gotten that from the greatest driver before him, which is Richard Petty. So I don't know. When I was a kid, I was more of a Ricky Rudd fan. And then uh, then Tony Stewart. I just liked orange cars. I went from Tide to Home Depot. <laughs> I like Jeff Gordon. I hate Jeff Gordon. I like him now, but I hated him. God, I hated him. Because <laughs> I just felt like he was ruining the sport. And then, lo and behold, Lowe's came. Um, and he actually did ruin the sport, whoever that was. I can't remember his name anymore because I lost interest in the sport. Jimmy Johnson? Yeah, Jimmy uh, Johnson. Yeah. Was he the guy who won all the time? Yeah. That ruins yeah. a sport like that. It just doesn't make it interesting. So, uh, well, what are your thoughts I, on F1 then? Because doesn't like usually that one guy tend to win the races? If I paid attention to F1, I'd know what you're talking about. It's really big in Europe. I'm surprised that I was I was like, maybe, maybe he knows about this. <laughs> I think it's Max yeah, oh. something else. And do we want to be careful what we talk about next with the Canada Czechia? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you don't know. The world juniors? Oh, Canada, like Canada lost to Czechia today with 11 seconds to go in the game. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> that should not right, Let me have this, okay? My country's never going to beat you in hockey. Just let me have this. Oh, we beat, we beat them in hockey plenty of times. It's just no, never no. like it does. The women's, the women's uh, Olympic team okay. beats them. It happens in the I, world. I forgot about the, yes, the women's the women's team. Yes, the men just we're never gonna. Uh, just we, we can we're be, never gonna. We just happen. need another Ryan Miller. That's that's yeah, all we need. Ryan that's Miller. Not happen. <laughs> it can though, because have you seen the way Jonathan Quick is playing this year? We're not. He's so old. He might as well have a walker. Jonathan Quick is killing it this year, man. He's absolutely killing it. Put him in. Put him in net, man. Team USA. Oh. I know he was pissed with the way the U.S. team performed in that bronze medal game. Yeah, because they were trash. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they played like trash. I think he called it out, too. He's like, it's like we weren't playing for anything. And I think we finished fourth. He was just livid with how the team performed in front of him. I'm with him. It was whatever year that was. 2012, maybe. I have to think about when Olympics happened now. Wasn't that? Yeah, it was an embarrassing was performance one? by the U.S. squad. Hmm? Wasn't that the most recent one? Uh, I don't think Jonathan Quick was in net for that one, was he? No. What was the most recent Olympics? That didn't, wasn't it Tokyo was the last Winter Olympics? Uh, why can't I think and of it? It was delayed because of COVID, so it happened in 2021? No, that was the summer Olympics. Um, what was the most recent Winter Olympics? <laughs> I don't I know. know. I'm embarrassed. Uh... Wait, My brain's wait. thinking Nagano, and that was a long time ago. It shows how old I am. Oh, wait. Hold on. Soshi. There was Soshi wait. in 2014. Who no, was no, in 2018? It was Beijing in 2022 was the Winter Olympics. Didn't Beijing just host it like a few years before that? Well, they, they hosted the 2008 Summer Olympics. That's pretty too close together, though. A little bit, yeah. Before we go, oh, no, I think some of <laughs> oh, LA is coming up too now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited. For oh, that. god, that's I don't know how they're going to get any infrastructure done in time there to actually make that palatable. Uh, I don't know. I heard, I heard Paris might be uh, 
might be a disaster. There, I saw some. I mean, hopefully not, but I heard that someone was saying that it's going to be like the Friar Fest or whatever that festival was of the Olympics because <laughs> Paris oh, just isn't Fest, ready for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, Fire Fest. That hopefully not. I love the Olympics. I'm an Olympics consumer. I I just love watching the Olympics. I just think that the, I think we need to reshift how the Olympics are done. I think right now that these cities get overly exposed um, and so much money gets pumped into getting these things done. And I just don't think there's a return on the investment for most of these cities at this point. Um, After like a year. Yeah. It's like, they're just, there's just empty stadiums with what point with what used to them. Yeah. I think that they got to come up with a longer term plan for a lot of these cities uh, for hosting. I mean, you know, Olympic villages turn into like apartments. Great. Uh, stadiums need to be fully, They th- there needs to be a full utilization for those stadiums for the amount of money and the amount of environmental impact that goes into building them. I think that uh, they just need to refocus. And FIFA, I don't need, I'm not even going down that that dark, dark rabbit hole on this podcast. But that's uh, a different you know. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that I can't, I can't support FIFA. That's just, yeah, I get the ick. Well, I'm that happy. Now. Happy 2024. <laughs> and, and Canada didn't. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm. I don't know even who's left. I think the U.S. beat Slovakia today, and there were some words. I don't. I just haven't been able to keep up with the World Juniors this year, and I know I can get the whole rundown from Steve. He probably doesn't want to talk today, nor does Sebastian. But I um, mean, you're pretending as if you don't already have 75 million things to pay attention to, and now you want to add the world juniors on top of that. Um, yeah. I like my little <laughs> bubble of hockey. I like the VIJHL, the uh, NCDC and the USPHL West. And it's, that's already a giant bubble. We're talking, that is literally uh, 29 teams right there to pay attention to. A lot of um, teams. Yeah, it's a lot of teams to watch, but I enjoy it. And I really can't wait now that we're finally settled in. Uh, I can actually start making it out to some of these VIJHL games in, in the new year. So if you're out there playing at the Q Center or whatever the uh, wherever the Sonic Predators play, I don't know the name of the arena, but I want to get out there too. But yeah, not only that, but catch some BCHL games as well. And uh, I'm excited to uh, get out to some hockey games. And you're gonna go see uh, the Canucks. Get... What's that? You're gonna go see the Canucks? No. Too? No. <laughs> no. The, the Sabers of the West. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, because that's that's an entire day investment. Um, that's, that's I'd have to get over there, ride the ferry, get into Central Vancouver. I mean, that's a whole day to go to Canucks game would be literally a, it would be a an overnight stay uh, in Vancouver. That would be, and I'm not a big Canucks fan. I just I've never really liked them, but they are the Sabers of the West. We both came in the league at the same time, and we've had the same amount of success and how probably the same amount of embarrassment. I think Buffalo Sabres lead in that category at the moment, but hey, at um, least you didn't set your city on fire when you lost the cup. Um. True, we're pretty good at not setting the city on fire because you really don't need to. Buffalo just looks like itself. <laughs> 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 Vancouver, it's like, oh, we can make the city look ugly for a night or two. Buffalo isn't the prettiest city. I do love my city, but uh, when you're comparing it up against a city like Vancouver, there is zero contest at all like vancouver is stunning and buffalo's buffalo i love it because it's home but if it wasn't home i don't know how much i'd love it you know a um, lot of uh european cities are stunning and 
Yeah, I, I like Buffalo because the food we got there is unbelievable. That's what I love about Buffalo food. I don't. I, there's probably some Buffalonians going to food here. I'm like, yes, yes. Don't don't even start. Don't even start. The food there is incredible. Um, <laughs> I mean, we got some of the best diners out there. Some of that classic Americana. Uh, great Greek food. The best pizza anywhere. I don't care what any of you say. Oh, Chicago, New York. I don't care. None of y'all's pizza is that good. It it's it gets by. Buffalo pizza, man. Buffalo. I mean, we're about you know. If you like beer, wings, and pizza, there's not a better city to go to. We got the best wings, the best pizza. There's better beer, but you know, we got great beer. Well, they got Genesee beer there. I don't know. I could go out on a rabbit hole. So, yeah, I can't wait to play that clip out of context for my dad. Um, he's from <laughs> Long Island. Uh, but anywho, uh, oh no, no, play it in context. Play it in context. <laughs> I have no problem arguing like Chicago and their deep dish. And I know that you know there's other pizza that they eat that's not deep dish. And I mean, you know what? If you guys want to prove me wrong, just pay for the ticket. I will come out there. I will eat the pizza. You know, but. Unless I'm proven wrong, like I'm more than willing to talk about great places and great, like best city to eat food in the world, Yerevan, Armenia. I love that food. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great places out there for food. Lyon, France, God, I mean, it's incredible. But Buffalo is definitely on my uh, food city list because I grew up with the food. So maybe I'm biased. We got a lot of great Polish, a lot of great German food, a lot of great Lebanese food. It's got a lot of really good food in Buffalo. So. Um, but yeah, play that for your dad out of context. And, and I guess in the meantime, uh, we want to thank all you listeners for tuning in. And I guess, uh, I guess just listening to me ramble <laughs> and, uh, and, and Sam kind of just riding along. <laughs> pretty, pretty much what I do here. I just kind of, I let him go down, go down the rabbit hole, no matter how wrong his thought, his opinions on pizza are. <laughs> My, uh, Okay. The challenge is on. We're gonna have to get you some Maybach pizza there out of Buffalo. There you go. Maybach's out of Chictawaga. It's on. You know, so if you're Maybach's in Chictawaga, we need to take this challenge. A pizza challenge sounds like a good sounds like oh, a that, our pizza, that that pizza will destroy any pizza. That's one thing. Even my wife's like, okay, no, you can't be that serious. I'm like, no, try this pizza. And even to this so day, I when I mentioned I just meant I get to win because I get to eat pizza. That's a that's the winner. That is a big aspect win. for me. <laughs> yeah, honestly, if I just have to sit there and eat pizzas and compare them, that's a pretty good day. <laughs> that's the way you should start twenty twenty four. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, screw all these people who are trying to sign up and New Year's resolutions and nonsense. Just go join me for, for some pizza instead. <laughs> you know, we should have the pizza podcast. You know, we should bring back on the commissioner of the EOJHL. We should talk some breakfasts. Every single time we bring them on, it's breakfast time. So, <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, give us a buzz. We've got to bring you back on for a breakfast episode. But uh, until then, we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. This is the Pitching Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sam. Have a great day, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.